Well, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James, ask a few questions, and hear some additional thought from this week's teaching. Pastor. Shane. How are you, man? What's going on? You doing all right? Yep. That's good. Doing great. That's really good. Oh, man, before we get started, uh, a, a big thing happening in the life of the Dodies. Um, Piper's in school. Yep. Started school, and she's been pumped, so. How, how's dad been, though? Dad's been great. Dad's been great. How's mom been? She's been all right. How's little brother been? <laughs> He's been devastated. Oh, so, man. I mean, I think he likes being by himself, but, like, yesterday when we dropped Piper off, Dude cried, man. That's Until we so gave sad. him donut holes, you know. After we got him donut holes, he was cool, but it's appropriate. Um, I mean, he was just like, "Why is she getting out of the car, and I'm having to stay in the car?" You know, so he couldn't. I don't, he couldn't really grasp that. But anyway, I think I think he's good now. Kirsten, I think Kirsten, they uh, they went to the park or something today, so he's having a blast. So he probably doesn't even miss her anymore. Actually, I saw he's like on a, a swing thing. Oh yeah, yeah, it looked really cool. Did she? You had told me that. Um, your dad had told her to say something. If yeah. you want to, if you want to go into that, did she do it or not? I, I don't know if she did or not. She, sometimes she'll do it. Sometimes she won't. But it was basically like, you know, if the teacher asked if you know anything, you know, just raise your hand and say one plus one equals two. You know, you said that she was walking around the house like yeah, she was walking around one plus one equals two. One plus she, one equals two. She was her own hype man. That's awesome. I know. So That's, we should have taught like some multiplication, like yeah. really all people. You know, like man, this girl knows everything. Man, you know? but that'd been really cool. Should have done I don't it. know if she did it or not. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, man, jumping into some questions from this week, why is it so hard to spot a false teacher? So I, th- I think there's several things to that that um, even as we looked at Sunday, of course he says, you know, that they'll be in sheep's clothing. They, they, they won't be a sheep. They won't, you know, have that, that nature. They'll actually be, you know, what he says, a ravenous wolf. But I think a lot of times is that, and even as Martin Lloyd Jones pointed out, I think we read a quote from him, is that like the most dangerous person is the person that gets like partly right, you know, or may say things that are partly true. And I, and I was talking to somebody today about it. Is I think that's one of the issues with false teachers is that, or or even when you're listening to people, is like there are certain people that that I, I choose not to listen to. They may not be false teachers, but there's just maybe some weird things that maybe weird vibes that I've gotten from them. But like one of the things that they'll like they'll you'll hear a sermon or hear or a clip and you'll be like, I don't disagree with that. I mean, what what they just said is, I can find that in the Bible. Um, I don't. That's not wrong. But then you start to maybe hear overtones of like, this is the same. That they're saying the same thing over and over again, maybe just a little different ways, or they're real vague about things. Um, and even the the danger of like, well, you know, people may say Jesus, they may refer to the cross, they may refer to the gospel, they may say things. And I think that's what Martin Lloyd Jones points out is like they use terms that we would be like, okay, these are important terms for me to hear. But even, I think it was, it was Miss Marjo, I was talking to her today, and she made this statement today to me that I, I didn't even think about for Sunday, but like, you know, like Jim Jones or whatever, like he didn't pull out the Kool-Aid on the first day. Mm. You know, like there, it was this subtle, you know, it, it usually probably never starts out extreme, and it starts out at maybe a surface level. And I think that's what's hard. Well, I think there's – it could be hard maybe for some people to spot false teachers because if you don't have a good foundation of biblical truth or know what's right, then if somebody says something, you're like, oh, that sounds right, yeah. you know, without knowing scriptures. So I would say some for some people maybe there's a difficulty in spotting false teachings because maybe we don't have a good, we're not biblically 
literate, you know, that we don't like we don't actually know what the Bible says or key doctrines or, or mm-hmm. you know, right theology on things. And so that, that could be one reason. But sometimes, I mean, even we said this, too, of like what does God care about most in pastors, teachers, leaders, ministers in the church is character. Yeah. But we evaluate, and what we want is people with ability or talent. And so sometimes, I don't want to say this is always the case, but some false teachers lead people away because they're charismatic, they have a lot of charisma, they sound good, they're funny, they're attractive, they're uh, people you're like, man, this, this is a cool person. You know, you know, they can communicate really well. Um, you know, if somebody couldn't, couldn't communicate well, you're like, ah, this person sounds weird or whatever. And so I think that's kind of one of the reasons why maybe is they use terms that seem similar or they're real likable. Yeah. You know, they're just that, you know, you're like, man, I like this person, you know. Um, and, you know, they, I could, you know, sit down and have coffee with, I, you know, I, th- this could be. And so I think that's what sometimes I think on the surface makes this hard. Or I think um, what makes it hard and we talked about this in our home group, is that I think at some level we, you don't want to be that person maybe is critical, you know, like you don't want to call somebody out a false teacher because you're like, what if, you know, that's that's what somebody was like, what if I'm wrong? Like what if I say someone's a false teacher and they're not and I'm the one that's wrong? Or, you know, and and so I think sometimes, and some false teachers, you know, some of the rhetoric of false teachers is they will bring up like, who are you to question God's anointed or who are you to question what I'm saying? And so you, I think sometimes we feel that way of like, I don't want to question somebody who's in authority or who is preaching or teaching um, when very clearly in Scripture, you know, we are to honor those who are who are leaders, yeah. but like that doesn't mean they're above us. Like, hey, can you specify what you meant by that? Or, yeah. hey, hey, let's let's talk. Let's, you know. Parse this out. Yeah, let's tease this thing out. So I think those are good to be some reasons why I think Sometimes maybe spotting false teachers can be kind of hard sometimes. Absolutely. Um, man, when someone fails or has like some kind of moral failure or something like that, or if they fall, is this an indication that that person may have been a false teacher? Right. So the easy yes and no. So yes, it could be. Um, it could be revealing that they were indeed rotten. They had rotten rotten character and it's just finally now like you're able to see that like maybe a lot of these things were in secret and then now you're getting to see but also it could be that when people fall or sin it could be you know uh what is that things in uh, galatians 6 you know that keep watch on your own self at least you too fall you know we're sure people with gentleness knowing that you you too can be tempted mm-hmm. and so like i one of the things that when i was studying this i don't i don't think i even mentioned it in the sermon but i was thinking of like david you know we know that and Scripture tells us this. Even the New Testament looks back and says it. Like, you know, he's a, he was a man after God's own heart. But he failed pretty terribly. Um, and, I mean, committed adultery, murder. But yet you still see that he's someone that was. And he responded in the right way. You see he responded with repentance. When he's called out, when he's held accountable to it, he doesn't say, well, who are you to question me? You see, you know, so you see evidences of that he was a man after God's own heart. Even though he did fail, he did sin. You see how he responded when he was called out by God and by Nathan, you know, that he responded with, you're right. You know, not saying, who are you to question me? God's anointed and, and David, you know, he says, you're right. I am that man, you know, and, yeah. you know, you read what Psalm 51. And so I, so, so I would just say, even as we see people, you know, knowing this, and now we understand this, and this is, I think, a sobering thing. Sometimes moral failings and these things, especially within leaders, it, um, and even Paul talks about that there, there are sometimes things that we could do that disqualify us. 
Um, but just because someone maybe falls into sin, that doesn't always mean that they're a false teacher yeah. or, or a false Christian. Um, and so, so you, you know, so I think sometimes it could reveal, hey, there was been these things that have been hiding in the closet a long time, and you're just now seeing the fruit, you know, really publicly. Yeah. But sometimes it could just be someone's caught in, in sin and temptation. Um, so, you know, I, I, we didn't really tease that out Sunday, but that was kind of something that I, you know, was just thinking through as we look through. It could mean a false teacher, but it, it that didn't it doesn't always mean that. When it comes to um, being influenced and who we give our ear to, we talked about that some Sunday. Why is it so important that we sit under biblical teaching? So this is, I, I remember I, I was in a seminary class. This is probably one of the first time I really had thought through this. You know, because I think sometimes when you talk about like, hey, we need right teaching, we need you know sound theology, sound. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I'm not really into theology. I'm not really into all these things. Like, you know, I love Jesus, and I go to church, and, you know, I don't need to know these things. You know, I don't need to know good, sound biblical doctrine and, and theology and all that kind of stuff. Not only, I mean, Scripture tells us that we need to have sound doctrine. But I think sometimes we, we kind of just dismiss that. Um, but I remember my professor, he was saying this, and, and he says this, look, we all believe something, and r- the reality is what you really believe will be, it will be borne out in how you live. And he made the statement that basically, like, wrong belief in things will result in wrong living. And if you are sitting under wrong teaching and begin to believe wrong things, it will inevitably end up infecting how you live your life. You know, whether it's the way you handle things, whether it's sinful things, whether it's approving things that the Scriptures doesn't approve. And so I think that's one of the things even Sunday I hopefully was a parent of, like, this is a big deal about who we're really, who are we listening to that's teaching us about God who are we giving our ear to, you know, on these things? Because if we sit under teaching or people that are teaching us things, and they may not be bad things, you know. Like there's even secular books or things that I'll listen to or, or do that are good wisdom. You know, they're not bad things, but if we're constantly sitting under people that are teaching us about God and they're not right, they're not sound, um, I think we start. We can start building a, a rocky foundation on things. You know, like like let's say, for instance, if 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 you're listening to someone, and we talked about this, that basically makes this Christian life all rosy. It's all wonderful. It you, everything's going to be fine. Well, the moment you start to encounter difficulty, that kind of causes a little shakiness in our faith. Yeah, I didn't think it was supposed to be like this. Well, what about suffering? What about all these things? And, of course, you see very clearly, just because you know Jesus doesn't mean you're exempt from suffering. Mm. I mean, God was willing. I mean, his own son endured suffering yeah. on our behalf. So I think when we, if we're not hearing things correctly, sometimes we can encounter things, and you're like, well, I didn't think it was supposed to be this way. Or even, you know, we walked through, was it last week, about the road that leads to life. He says it's hard. It's a, a road of self-denial. It's a road of surrender. Well, if you don't tell people that on the front end, then I think that that can end up actually becoming a thing where you're like, oh, well, I didn't think it was supposed to be this way. And so I think it's, I think that's why it's important for us to sit under, all of us, to sit under you know, people that are teaching sound teaching, uh, biblical teaching, um, filled with God's Spirit, you know, and leading us into those things because ultimately wrong belief in things will result in wrong living, not right living you know, that God's called us to live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, now for a fun question, a silly question. Okay. Um, that kind of has to do with what we've talked about. Okay. Uh, 
we talked about beware of false teachers and beware of fruit, rotten fruit. Um, speaking of strictly just the fruit part. Okay. James Doty is going to the kitchen to grab a snack. We know that you're healthy. We know that you're most likely not going for the Oreos or for like the Hoo Hoo bars or, or anything like that. What kind of bar? Hoo Hoo bar. You never had a Hoo Hoo bar? No. Nah, it's like an off brand. I got it's, it's a deep dive into my childhood. I got you. I, I hadn't. <laughs> Sorry I, about that. I'm down for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I could probably do an Oreo right now. So I don't always eat fruit, but. I feel like you would more often than not. Mm. If you're making a, a fruit kebab. What's the number one fruit that you have to have? What is James Doty's favorite fruit? I'll just say, you look like a pomegranate guy. I'll just say that. I don't know why I think pomegranate. Look, I, pomegranates are neat for sure. Um, <laughs> I remember we had this. I don't, I don't know if anybody else has ever read this story. It's like, you know, I remember this Christmas story about Santa Claus and this dragon and the way you defeat it was through a pomegranate. I could be dreaming all that up. But that's what I always think about when you say pomegranate. But that has nothing to do with the question. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> um, so here's where I guess it gets in. So I'm going to say what I what my, what my what I love, a good fruit, but then I'm going to say practically what I eat normally on a normal basis, what would be my practical favorite fruit. Um, I love a good peach, and I love a good pineapple. Um I don't always eat that those, but a good in season sweet peach. I love that, and I love good pineapple. But probably practically, most likely is like banana. I, I, I like banana, banana caramel pie. I like banana shakes. Uh, I like peanut butter and honey and banana. I can just eat a banana. So practically, probably just day to day, I would probably eat a banana. I'd choose a banana, but. We're going special. Going special. So you're going. Peach. I, I, I like just about any fruit. Like lately, we've been getting raspberries. Piper loves raspberries, and I'm like, man, raspberries are pretty good. So apples good. Uh, it's not, not my favorite. I'm not always going to eat an apple, but apples, you know, they taste good. So, well, I'm I'm a big gala apple guy. I love gala. That's usually apples. what we get. I, I'll say Piper and Kirsten. They love they love a gala apple for sure. I think I think I agree with you on the the pineapple, but I'm also like I am in the small percentage of people who likes pineapple on pizza. Um, yeah, I usually don't do that. It's great, um, but I do it's love great. I do love pineapple. Maybe your taste buds will get there one day. Maybe, I don't know. maybe, that's, that's what I <laughs> maybe one time I'm mature and I've looked it up. Uh, there is indeed a book called The Dragon and Santa. Um, I don't know if this is the book you're talking about. It may be. It's on Amazon for 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there, nobody said anything about pomegranates in the reviews. I was trying to find them, but we'll find out for sure. Hey, look, hey, if you're listening, if you have heard of the book that James is talking about, or, or it was a book, right? That you're, yeah, well, Mama would probably know. So if my mom is listening, she would probably know. But I, I remember it was a picture, and I remember his picture book. It was like a dragon. It was like, I think it was Santa Claus, and it had this pomegranate in it. Anyway, that's weird. I'll try to find it too, but I just remember. Yeah, we just read my, the the Bernstein Bears. <laughs> that's just kind of kids' books. We, hmm. we read The Giving Tree. Where the sidewalk ends, things like that. That I mean, my dad also read us Bible stories. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you read about dragons and Santa and pomegranates. So man, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're if you're listening uh, and and 
you're not just James's mom. I can't I can't let him have this out. If you're listening and you know um, what he's talking about, reach out to us. Let us know. Text me or James. Call the church office. Uh, it, we'll we'll let the 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 ladies in the office know so it's not just like what are you talking about whatever you call so we'll let them know if you've heard about this yeah just let us know um, we will see <laughs> we shall see well man thanks again um for taking time out of your week sitting down and, and talking through some things man this was i think right now this is something that's very important uh you see scripture tell us about people's itching the ears and and people wanting to turn to to anything um, and I think that it's important um, for us to know how to spot false teachers for ourselves, but also for the people around us. So I thank you for sitting down with this man and, and walking through another passage of Matthew. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tuesday Take.